object that was uh, a threat to civil aviation and a potential threat to Canadians. Yeah, he didn't shoot it down, by the way. We didn't shoot it down, by the way. The Americans shot it down. That was in the Yukon, I believe, on a Saturday. And then yesterday, a U.S. fighter shot down an airborne object over Lake Huron. I had nothing to do with it. Yes, I was up there over the weekend, but I had nothing to do with it. This was the direction of the president, Joe Biden. Uh, Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryan said the object was not assessed to be a military threat, but it was a flight hazard. Robin, uh, Robert uh, Hubert is associate professor of political science at the University of Calgary and one of the country's leading experts on Arctic defense. You've heard him on the Kelly Contreras show before, and he's back to uh, chat about it. Welcome back. Hey, thank you, Kelly. So yesterday's downing of the object over Lake Huron marks the third day in a row that an unidentified object was shot down over North American airspace. Friday, it was shot down in, one was shot down in Alaska. Saturday, another one the size of a small car in the Yukon. And based on the frequency that these objects are being shot down, can we assume that this actually may have been going on for quite some time undetected? Well, that's entirely a possibility. And in fact, there's a, a recently released American report on UFOs. Uh, and, and once again, let's not start thinking little green men. It literally means unidentified flying objects. And they do mark a increase of reports from their military personnel. So it's entirely conceivable that these are increasing. On the other hand, given the severity of the response, the manner in which all of these are being shot down, this may represent something entirely different than from what was being reported earlier. And it may be something that um, unfortunately may in fact be much more nefarious in terms of an effort to test our capabilities. That's interesting. I know that the use of uh, the word balloon was very specific when talking about the Chinese balloon that was shot down, the spy balloon a few weeks ago. They even lampooned it on SNL. But why are officials both in Canada and the U United States now speaking less specifically? They're using terms like UFO, high altitude objects, unidentified objects to describe what they uh, have shot down in the past few days. Oh, General Van Herc, who's uh, the American commander of NORAD, even went further. He was very explicit in a, a several of his statements to say that these later ones that have been shot down are not balloons. And so he's making it very clear that in fact that it represents some type of a, a of a, of a flying object that is not balloon dependent which once again gets very confounding given the size of these um of these um uh, entities yeah i i know that you know the one in the yukon was the size of a small car yesterday they said it was octagon shaped with uh, ropes hanging off of it which would lead me to believe it was you know, uh, not very large either, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm not an expert in UFOs. Uh, North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, detected the object on Sunday morning. I wonder if it's a stereo mix too, because I wasn't able to Wait, record into Chris, early Chris, I can hear you, Audio brother. Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm having a lot of wonky things going on right now. I, I apologize, Rob. Well, with, we... the, with these type of stories, who knows? <laughs> it's know? kind of funny, actually, you put it that way. So <laughs> they said that the uh, NORAD on Sunday morning maintained visual and radar tracking of the, uh, the, the one shot down over Lake Huron after adjusting their filters on radar systems. They said that, you know, they were able to, to find it. Would that point to something like a mole informing hostile nations about our systems? Like, I know you had said maybe they're doing tests, but if they... Is it possible that there's somebody on the, I'm sounding like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat and with all the stuff going on during this interview, it's possible, but is it, is it possible that there's, 
you know, we've had a breach here and there's someone informing hostile nations about our systems. Well, it could be that, or it simply could be that this hostile nation, and let's be blunt, we're talking the Chinese or the Russians, yeah. are in fact trying to send out multiple entities, whatever these are, very large uh, uh, unmanned aerial vehicles, or, or maybe they represent something new, um, but they're sending them out on multiple and, 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 and uh, continual spaces, and that obviously lets the Russians and Chinese have a, a wealth of information. So they'll be gathering information themselves, but our response to them is also important. How many of these have we missed? Have we missed any of them? Because mm -hmm. right away, the, 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 presumably the Russians and Chinese would be tracking that. They'd be, yeah. be tracking how we, in fact, engage. They'd be tracking how we're able to talk to each other. So, I mean, you can get a wealth of intelligence on our capability of defending the North American uh, continent against aerospace threats. And, and this could very well be what's happening right now. It sounds like a video game you're describing. Like, let's let's see how people react, what they're learning from it. Um, I want to play something from Christiane Luprec out of uh, RMC, Royal Military College. He was on a couple of weeks ago talking to Roy Green after this spy balloon was uh, was noticed. Here's what he had to say. For them, warfare isn't necessarily a hot kinetic conflict. It is a full spectrum of hybrid activities to undermine and take on uh, those countries and those actors that they believe uphold an international order that does not work in their best interest. And so to that effect, understanding it that way, we are in an active conflict. And from their perspective, in engaged in active war, just not in kinetic war, um, and so all these actions that we're observing very much play into this particular perspective of seeing the world. And I think one of our faults is that we do not understand that our adversaries view conflict with us very differently than we do. And so this constrains our ability to respond effectively uh, to their continued efforts to try to undermine us militarily, diplomatically, politically, economically, socially, wherever they can. Rob, how does that opinion sit with you? Guy, um, I completely agree. And in fact, it's not just recent. We have this 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 mythology in Canada that things only got bad in February of 2022, when in fact that we can trace all of these types of activities, all the the kinetic warfare or, or, or hyper warfare, warfare less than than kinetic. Um, as early as 2008, 2007, we just want, you know, we kept whistling past a graveyard. And so that's why this is so troubling. If this represents an effort to just sort of cause dissent, that's one thing. But if the Chinese or the Russians are actively trying to see how well we can defend from an aerospace threat in North America, that presumes that they're planning for something different. Now, that's not to say they're going to launch an attack on North America, but if you're China and you're preparing to to use military force against Taiwan, you're going to want to know what the American capabilities are in terms of defending the homeland. If you're Russia and you're wanting to escalate the conflict in, in Ukraine because of the weapon systems that are now being provided with the Ukrainians, you also want to make to, uh, to have an understanding of how NORAD actually is able to detect anything in case things really go bad. And so all of this is very troubling that it's, okay, Christian's right that right now we can contend of it something less than warfare, but it's very easy to spin it into an understanding of a preparation for warfare. 
And, you know, what's interesting is the transparency now or the lack of transparency, you know, and how things have changed within the liberal government. Uh, when Trudeau said, I will not buy those jets. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm investing in a bunch of jets. Like, what do you really know about how vulnerable we are from the Arctic? How long have you known about it? And is it just, Rob, because, you know, the first time we chatted, it was about how the Russians were starting to up their, their bases and their capabilities up in the Arctic Circle. I think now we're starting to pay attention. And hopefully it's not too late, but it takes a while to get delivery of any kind of jet. And the jets we're talking about have serious flaws. Look, we've had plenty of warning. We've known that the Russians were using aggressive force in Georgia back in 2008. And remember, the Ukrainian war starts in 2014, not this mythology that it's a it's an illegal annexation. I mean, Ukrainians died as the as the Russian seized territory. We've had plenty of time. And yet we we still have a NORAD system on the Canadian side that was up, last updated in 1985. Yes, there's all sorts of promises in six years. We're going to spend real money to do it. Um, and also the aircraft that we're flying is 1982 vintage. They're very capable pilots. Uh, they're trained very well. It's still 1982. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, hopes that we're going to start taking it serious. And, and you made that joke at the beginning about the prime minister taking credit for all this. That That is highly unusual. I mean, usually it's the Department of National Defense has acted this way. I mean, once again, to see a prime minister coming forward and saying that, as you pointed out, that's that's unusual. I'll leave it at that. But I mean, we haven't done anything. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we, you know, strong, secure and engaged. The liberal policy said we were going to be modernizing NORAD. And that was back in 2017. And yes, the, the pandemic hit. But that doesn't seem to have slowed down the Russians or the Chinese into their aggressive actions. And so... Even the announcement in twenty-four in June of last year, when we said, "Okay, we're going to get serious about NORAD," that was only monies that had been promised in the April budget, and so it's it's difficult to see. You know, one hopes that this finally gets us serious on this, but I mean, remember, we're ten thousand personnel short on the armed forces. They've been allowed to basically go way beyond a good capability, um, and and the begrudging. Uh, a decision to get the F-35s. I mean, man, oh man, if the if the Russian had not engaged in the second phase of the Ukrainian war, I doubt that we would be getting them at this time. Rob, I'm, I'm getting a little long with you here. And uh, it's I am very selfish with you because I really enjoy talking to you. I think I learned so much every time that we chat very quickly because I'm over time. What's kinetic warfare? Because I think a lot of people have been scratching their heads. They hear that term, but I don't know that the average person knows what that means. It means the actual war. It means fighting and dying. So, you know, what we saw and say what the Russians are doing in Ukraine, that's that's kinetic warfare. When we see, for example, the Chinese interfering in our electoral system, which is pretty obvious they did, we see that as a form of warfare be, uh, below kinetic. In other words, the Chinese are trying to influence us. Uh, but they're not actually firing at us. It's, it's when you're actually fighting, uh, firing real ammunition, people are, are physically dying as a direct result. That's what we refer to as kinetic warfare. Rob, we'll be talking again in the near future. I can feel it. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I look forward to it, Kelly, and I hope uh, it isn't UFOs interfering with uh, with your uh, your link there. <laughs> Thanks so much. Rob Hubert is Associate Professor of Political Science at the University of Calgary and one of the country's leading experts on Arctic defense.